Welcome to the third episode of the Esteems Podcast. In this week's episode, we will be talking and sharing our experiences about one of the most significant and special traditions in Esteem, International Nights. My name is Vasco, and I will be the host for today's episode. It is my pleasure to introduce our guests. Live through Zoom, all the way from Germany, Belgium, and Portugal, we have Rodrigo, Becky, and last but not least, Luiz. So, Becky, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Hi. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast, Vashto. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. And uh, I always love seeing new ideas spark in a team. Um, so I'm Becky from uh, local group Dortmund. Um, and I my team journey started in 2014 when some friend uh, talked me into joining the Times team which I was absolutely not motivated about. Um, but she was very persuasive. And with more luck than skill, uh, we managed to go to the semifinals in Istanbul ITU. Um, and the event really blew me away. It uh, was a start to um, an awesome esteemed journey. Um, and yeah, so over the next, I don't know, four-ish years, um, I was active in, I don't know, all kinds of parts of Centralist team. Um, I really loved uh, being a trainer. I was on the board at some point. Um, I, I really liked to see how LG Dortmund grew at the time. Um, and yeah, and I'm super excited now to hear from our other guests what you are doing in this team. That's perfect, Becky. Rodrigo, would you like to move on? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, to be part of uh, this great initiative. So my name is Rodrigo Souza. I'm from LG Port. I'm actually kind of a newbie to S-Team. I uh, just started now being active. Uh, I first started about it uh, through my Lean Six Sigma course in Port. A lot of peer pressure by Miguel. Uh, to like get involved in this team and, and you also to be a part of this and I'm starting to to get a gist out of it uh, and yeah I think that's basically it how about you Luis uh, hello so thank you for having me um, as you said my name is Luis I'm from local group Yesh in Belgium and I joined this team about four years ago in April 2018 because I just felt like something was missing in my life and I wanted to get involved into something. I didn't really know what this team was, but it sounded attractive. And since that, I've been in my local board and then I started going on events and I ended up in Centralist team uh, as the Grand Stats Group leader. So this team played a huge role in your life as well, right? Yes, now I'm writing grants applications and doing events instead of studying. 
but it's good. A lot of skills that you can acquire with that. So worth it. Okay, Louis, since you were the last one introducing yourself, would you like to be the first opening here the discussion about International Night? What does an International Night really mean to you? Um, an International Night is um, that one night activity that always takes place during esteem events where everyone would bring uh, food, drinks, and other traditions uh, from them from their hometown or home country. And uh, everyone will share, so that's really great place to discover other people's culture um, and usually get quite drunk. Ah, Louise, I, it's super interesting for me um, that you're saying that it's part of every STEAM event. Um, when I joined STEAM, it was actually only part of the council meetings. Um, but I think people just got so excited about it uh, that they now have international nights everywhere and all the time. And when was your first international night, Becky? Oh, um, I think that was a uh, council meeting um, CM Borsici back in 2014. Um, but maybe a much more memorable international night for me uh, was my first international night um, as a boardie in, uh, I think that was in Madrid at Esteem College in 2016. Um, what was so nice about that one? Um, I remember that I was arriving rather late to the party because I, I don't know, I was somehow late for the event. Um, and I came and everyone was already pretty drunk. And our predecessor board had this really nice idea to turn this international night into an inauguration drink. Um, that is a really cool Dutch tradition. Um, when a new board of a student organization is elected, all the um, representatives of other student organizations or entities um, come forward and present their best wishes to the new board and bring a present. So this can be something funny, something weird, and often it's a drink that you need to drink together. And the whole point of this evening is to get them fucked up on the very first day <laughs> and make sure that for the rest of the mandate, they are not embarrassed of anything anymore. That's great. We also have here someone that actually had his first international night also in the Netherlands. So Rodrigo, would you like to add something to the conversation? Yeah, yeah, that's Tell true. Tell us more about your first one. Um, so my first international night was actually just last, last week, last Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if, yeah, it's going to be last week for you guys listening at home, but it was last week for me, at least right now. And yeah, uh, having an international night at the Netherlands is always great. They are have a lot of really weird traditions. Uh, for example, drinking, shaking ice bottles, which are like vodka with uh, lemon juice. I mean, I suppose that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> Did you get iced, Rodrigo? I, I actually did. I had to like jump up on a table. They put some weird music that I actually don't remember what music it was, but I remember it was nice and they were all singing. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty wild. And did you manage to ride your bike back home, Rodrigo? I actually then rode back to the city center, like, you know, uh, Eindhoven, like 
a lot of bikes and stuff. But then I walked my way home. Yeah. And then the next day you needed to pick up your bike again, right? Yeah, that's actually true. It was like a mayhem in the next morning. Because then I had the, a flight to catch at like around midday. And when I woke up, I got downstairs to check on my bike to the front of the building. And I was like, well, th th there's no bike here. Where did I put it? I go to the garage, <laughs> but I was pretty sure I didn't left it at the garage. Then I go upstairs and ask the guys like, hey, uh, do you guys by any chance know where my bike might be? And they were like, I think you didn't bike home yesterday. I think it was in the city center, probably near the church. And yeah, it was there yeah. after like a 15-minute walk. I was able yeah. to recover it. That's so cool, buddy. But for you people listening at home that don't know this, which I actually doubt, people in the Netherlands are really into cycling. They bike everywhere, and that's like something that I wish every country would do and would adopt to their routines. But I can't believe that you actually thought about taking the bike to the party, thinking that you would be able to take it back home, like ride a bike after international night. That was quite a lack of experience. Yeah, that might be something to think again on my part. But I mean, we all took bikes down to the, to the city center because we had the international night in the faculty and it closed like at 11. So the night was just starting. Uh, so we want all went to the city center by bike, and I mean I couldn't be the only one walking. So, yeah, I suppose it was a good decision to walk home, because <laughs> if I had ridden my bike, I maybe the story would be different. Yeah, you could have your <laughs> left arm broken or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, but Luis, you were asking here, Rodrigo, can you also tell us about your first international night? Um, I guess I can talk about my first international night approach, uh, which was during an exchange in Vasa, Finland. Um, they actually had the amazing idea to combine that international night with a sit-sit, um, which I believe Yane discussed during the first episode of the podcast, so go check that out. Um, and so... Um, It was quite interesting to, well, first of all, discover what a sit-sit is and then just discover all of the um, Finnish like traditions, drinks, um, food. That was really, really nice. And it was also a great moment to really uh, connect with uh, the other participants because I feel like International Night is often a great place to really like get to know people um, like probably drunk, but you get to have really nice and interesting conversations with them and make friends for life. Sure, of course. Actually, Finland is the hometown of Mintu. Did you guys already uh, try Mintu? Of course you did, but come on, just tell me about it. Of course. Well, little tip, um, if you do an international night and there is a Finnish table, for sure go there like first thing during the international night because otherwise it will be gone in no time. Um, and yes, you definitely need to discover that alcohol throughout your esteemed journey. It's absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, it's hard to describe, but it's great. Do you guys want to hear? Becky? Do you guys want to hear a really fun Mintu story? Of course we do. We want to make Rodrigo jealous because he didn't <laughs> try it yet. Nice. Um, so uh, 
this was CM Tupperer back in 2019. Um, and as you can imagine, like an international night at a council meeting in Finland, you have plenty of Mintu. Like the Finnish had a whole Mintu table. Now, shame on me, I don't really like peppermint. So I'm usually not the one who sneaks around the Mintu table. Um, but at some point during this night, um, a friend came up and was uh, Chris came to me um, and he was saying like, Becky, look, look what I stole from the Finnish table. And under his jacket, he had like this full bottle of Mintu. And um, I was like, oh shit, I don't want to drink this. <laughs> so I like, was like, okay, but we need to drink with everyone. So it was making everyone get there and we drink this bottle of Mintu. So this was really fun, like to drink with everyone, but eventually bottle was empty. So what do you do? Um, we did steal another one. We had this cool idea to fill it up with water. Now, the thing is that looks just like Mintu. So we kept running around going to people like, hey, hey, do you want to drink Mintu with us? And um, there was, at this point in the night, there was two reactions. There were the kind of people who were like, yeah, 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 Mintu. Um, and then it was just hilarious to see the disappointed look on their faces when they realized that we just poured them a drink of water. And then there were the other people who were already super full and did not want to drink any liquor at all anymore. And that was even more funny, fun because we went to them and we were like really pressuring these drunk people who really didn't want to drink. We were like, no, but it's Mintu, you have to drink with us. And you could see like this painful look in their face. And um, when we gave them the water, they were like so relieved. They were so happy. There was just yeah. water. Yeah. Um, And so I kept running around and um, eventually quite some people got the hang of it that we were just serving water. So my friend Chris had another great idea. He stole a second bottle from the Finnish table. And then we had these people coming up who went like, yeah, yeah, probably some of these mean to, right? And guess who got the actual one? There was, I think, at some point in this night, um, I think we were pouring some girl like a water drink and we were standing in a group and everyone had this water and um, we were cheering and starting to drink. And uh, when I was just about to drink it, I was thinking of her reaction when she realizes it's just water. And that made me laugh. So the water went down the wrong pipe And I started coughing like crazy, like being like really, really bad. And everyone around was so confused, like how I can, like, they were confused. They thought like, this is a reaction you get from a drunk person. But like everyone in the circle, except for the girl knew it was water that she drank. And like organizers came like rushing to me and were like, do you need to puke? Do you need to puke? Like, do we need to get you outside? And um Uh, I had a really, really tough time explaining everyone how I was just like almost throwing up from water. And then after that, the girl really didn't want to drink her shot. I, I don't get it. 
That's so cool. Actually, my first experience with Minto was during the morning, not even in, uh, at an international night. I was just like waking up and we needed to deliver some sessions because we were in a Lean Six Sigma <laughs> training event. But then I had this friend of mine, Sophie, uh, and she told me like, hey, Vasco, did you ever try Minto? And I was just like, oh, what's that? And she was like, oh, you need to try it. And then we were having breakfast and during the coffee in the morning, she just, you know, put it a little Minto inside the coffee. And she told me like, okay, this is a proper breakfast for an esteemer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, perfect. Let's do it. So yeah, a great way to start a morning. So, but did you guys manage to try a new and different thing from each and every country during your first international night? Luis, would you like to answer this one? Well, it was an exchange. So I would say what's pretty easy because there were only two countries being represented. Um, but for sure, during other events uh, with more nationalities, it definitely wasn't possible. Um, especially like if I like something, I will not just take one serving. I will take it over and over again. And then I cannot make it through all of the tables, unfortunately. So I need to plan that better for CM Belgrade. Perfect. And from all the crazy stuff you tried, which was your favorite food or drink? Um, okay, so one drink that I really like is the chili vodka that you drink and then you eat a pickle. Um, it's an interesting combination, but I definitely really enjoy it. And also, I really, really like Vanatalin, which is not a famous one, but you should definitely try it. What about you, Rodrigo? Yeah, uh, I think the drink I drank the most, and it's like, it has a special spot in my heart was the Jägermeister from the German guys. And like they really added shield in the freezer. So everything was like spot on. And yeah, I think that's the top one. But I, I think I was actually managed to try everything there was in the room. I started by just picking some stuff up of, of, of each country. And then I went for the, the second dose. So yeah, I think that's that's like the tactic to go in order to be able to try everything yeah for sure that's a good tip how about you becky maybe i can tell you about the worst <laughs> sure that's also really nice i don't want to offend any country but my advice is stay away from stroh 80 like where's that from that's some stuff the Austrians like to bring. Um, you pour it, like it's really fun to watch people drink it. Don't get me wrong, because um, you pour it on a cookie and then you light up the cookie because Stroh 80, like 80 is German for 80, means it's a Stroh rum. No, it's not rum. I don't know. It's it's a liquor which has 80% alcohol. So you can really light up this cookie and it burns. And then you can put it in your mouth and you basically you extinguish the flame with your mouth. And then you can eat the cookie. Really, really fun to watch. It pains when it goes down into your stomach. Like I tried it once and then I didn't drink alcohol for the next full one or two hours. I only stuck with water 
because it hurt so bad. And for the rest of the night, I was only sneaking around the Spanish and the German table, drinking maybe some sagria, maybe some beer, but nothing was high percentage the rest of the evening. If you had a lot of alcohol in your stomach, you could actually have kept it like burning still. <laughs> you could have burned your entire body with it. <laughs> when you, when, if you decide to try it, you really got to be careful. Like people really burn their mouth as well. You really need to close your lips around the flame quickly so it extinguishes quickly. Yeah, of course, because of the lack of oxygen, right? Yeah, we actually tried, me and Rodrigo, during our last international night, um, some sort of cotton candy from the our Turkish friend Lufthan. And it was actually really nice. We, we were on our knees and then someone put some cotton candy on our mouth and the alcohol. <laughs> on the puppet and yeah it was quite funny I, I wouldn't put it as nice but yeah it, it was uh, a good experience in the sense that it was good to try that but i'll probably won't repeat it <laughs> <laughs> sure i actually had an interesting experience with that one um i did it during uh, a steam college in budapest um just last month Except that um, Serrat was pouring the alcohol in my mouth, but he was extremely drunk and he had lost his glasses, so he could not see. And unfortunately, the alcohol went pretty much everywhere except for in my mouth. Okay, so now the question of the questions. What's the best thing to bring to an international night? Would you like to answer my Portuguese fellow, Rodrigo? Yeah, sure, Vasco. Uh, so I'd say like more of a universal thing. Uh, I'd say to try to also be, bring stuff to eat, not only to drink. To have uh, to make room for for the stuff you'll be drinking throughout the night. Uh, more on my Portuguese point of view, uh, kind of like a reminder to set myself: don't bring pastéis de nata if you know you are going to eat them one week later. Because uh, I was really excited because I had pastéis de nata, and Mia, who was my host in Eindhoven. I told her I was going to bring them, and she was like, uh, how long have you had them? And I was like, ah, for a week, I bought them on the airplane in Portugal. And she was like, mm, don't I, don't they get like bad uh, quickly? And I was like, ah, no, that probably isn't a problem. And then I, I look at the, the dates on the box, and it said like three days past the, the expiring date. And I was like, oh, shoot, maybe this wasn't like the best decision ever. Yeah, I remember he was really excited bringing pastéis and that. And then we look at them and they were, and they already had some, you know, Spots black points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> But how about you, Luis? So, of course, as I come from Belgium, I have to bring high quality beer, which we have, but a lot of, a lot of other countries don't have. No offense, Germany. Um, and also, of course, Belgian chocolate, I think is quite famous and a lot of people really enjoy it. It's definitely a good snack when you're like getting drunk and you need to slow down a bit, you know, to en not end up too wasted. Little piece of chocolate, always good, always efficient. Perfect. And the last but not least, Becky, tell us. I think next to drinks and food, entertainment is super important so my favorite thing to bring is a sack of potatoes uh do you guys still play the potato game in this team 
I did not. How about you guys? Did you? I know it for sure. I have bitten in too many raw potatoes in my life. <laughs> so that rule is still around as well. Good to hear. Um, do you know where it comes from? No, not really. Yeah. So, Data region, I guess. Everyone guesses that these guys were really, really good at stealing it from us in the Northwest. Um, so the the first time I heard about it uh, was in Grant's committee coordination meeting in um, the beautiful city of Partyborn in 2015. So you can tell it's been a while because there was still a Grant's committee. Um, and we were getting ready for international night. And um, our regional coordinator was telling a story about how he once forgot to bring a drink for international night. So him and the other German who forgot to bring a drink for international night as well, decided to go to a store and um, buy some Jäger. Like you can buy a Jäger everywhere, right? So they went to a store and there was nothing remotely German. So they decided, how about we just grab a bottle of vodka because like everyone drinks vodka and um, a sack of potatoes. And then on the way of, to the international night, they came up with telling the participants how um, it's a tradition in Germany that when someone goes to a party um, that you have to bring your potato. And um, that when you don't have a potato and someone shows you their potato that they have to drink. And found it super funny, like how participants started like showing potatoes to each other. And um, hearing this story, me and the guys from Paderborn were really thrilled and felt like esteem cannot forget this idea. And as of this coordination meeting, we started bringing potatoes everywhere. And, um, and these guys were really great at, uh, um, at introducing it to people. We really kept telling the story. Like we really tried as well hard to convince people that this is an actual tradition in Germany, that everyone goes to a party with a potato. I feel like that didn't stick so much. Um, and uh, as we played it over and over and got drunk with it, eventually they came up with this uh, really nice rule that when someone shows you the potato and you don't want to drink, you may instead eat the potato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been at esteem events where there were potatoes who have seen more events than some of the participants at the event. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that in the at the end of the night would really, really enjoy to eat a potato <laughs> because they're really hungry. They, yeah. they are Alcohol wrong. has that stuff. Bashko, oh, yeah, wrong. sure, sure, sure. I know it. <laughs> I know it. But it's better than not eating at all. <laughs> at the end of the night, with all the alcohol you drink, you know, <laughs> people just want to, to eat something. Yeah, it's even nicer if you wake up in the morning and there's like your half-finished beer and your potato like neatly put next to it. 
So you I don't... bet there's a lot of people that actually lost their potatoes during the night and they didn't want to lose it because <laughs> they brought it to everywhere, right? But Becky, did you ever lose your potato or you were always using new ones, different ones? Now, the way the game goes is that when I show you a potato and you don't have your own potato to defend yourself, um, then you drink and you get my potato as a reward. So by nature, it travels like around the group. Oh, yeah. I bet there's a lot of potatoes that were originally from a spot and ended in a completely different country then. <laughs> we once we once had two participants from, I think it was Ankara Birkind visiting. And um, it was their first event and we explained them the potato game. And their answer was like, that's why there is a potato nailed to our wall in our office. <laughs> <laughs> that's so like, nice. You know, it started growing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Rodrigo, I know you didn't, but Luis, did you ever play the potato game? Well, yes, but usually I do not have a potato with me to defend myself. And I don't always feel like chugging my drink, so I just end up biting in the raw potato, which, to be honest, I absolutely hate. Um, but it's still kind of funny, I guess. So credit to this game, to Jonas Feurath and Felix Limper. Okay, it's so lovely to hear all of your stories, but... Is there any really funny story that you would like to share here with us? Maybe Becky can go first. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me tell you about my very favorite international night experience. Um, there was a CM Poznan um, back in uh, 2016, no, 17. Um, so I was VP of activities at the time. And um, we, 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 as a board, like it was our second CM, we were super exhausted and um, we were doing awful at play hard. Uh, we didn't show up to the parties well. And um, uh, the alumni thought that that was not okay. I mean, fair point. Um, so when international night came up, um, had, some of my had this really nice idea to bring zip ties. And they tied each of us to a really party hard steamer who would make sure that we don't leave international night early and really get enough to drink. Um, so I got tied to, uh, Thomas Wald, who was from local group party born and like, he was the most drunk of all those party borners and the regional coordinator at the time. Yep. And, um, so we got tied up with these zip ties and, uh, all people around us were like, really excited about it. And we're like, oh, you're tied together and like grabbing our hand. And it was all fun and games. Um, until one guy thought it was really cool to make it tighter. And he zipped the tie like really, really tight around my wrist. Um, and being in this mess of people, um, and then like, 
had being handcuffed really tight, I uh, I got a, a panic attack, which, which was not the fun part of the night. Um, but Thomas took really nice care of me, brought me like a bit to karma area, and we went around and um, he found a knife. And with the knife, he didn't cut the zip tie, but managed to loosen it in a way that we could make it so wide again that it slips over my wrist. So when we were able to take it on and off again, um, it was fun. And we went on like partying, drinking, yeah, yeah, zip ties. Like I have the VP of activities here. I'm making sure she is drinking. Um, really fun night. Um, and eventually, like when I had to go to the bathroom, we got rid of the zip tie. Um, and the really fun part was the next morning. So the next morning, uh, we met before GA and he brought the zip ties and we put them back on. And I took him with me to the podium and we were sitting there. And I will not remember, I will not forget the face um, on my cohort, uh, of my cohort, Pedro. Um, so we, we are sitting there like in the same chair. And um, I think I was still finishing the um, <clears throat> uh, LG ranking presentation um, while we were having breakfast, like some cereals with Mintu. And um, uh, so Pedro, uh, our VP of Finance is looking at us and is like, Thomas, what do you do up here? And like we raised the wrist and he's like, what the fuck? Did you sleep in our room tonight? And I was like, yeah, Pedro, of course, Thomas was in our room tonight. Did you not see him this morning when we got up? And he was like still so hungover as well. So Pedro was like, ah, oh, you guys are crazy. And like getting back to his business. But we had an so awesome cool. day, like running around, like the two of us all the time together. And everyone was talking like, when do you get married? And um, yeah. And uh, so guess what I will be bringing to um, CM Belgrade. Greetings to the current board at this point. Perfect, that's so cool. So you were in jail for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Luis? Tell us about your funny story. Um, it was one of my first international nights, which took place uh, in Liege. Actually, it was a, a recom. But the thing is that I had to work the next morning. Um, but of course, I got a bit carried away. It was international night. What else could happen? Um, and it was at a member's house. Uh, there was a swimming pool. So I was just out there at like 3 or 4 a.m. swimming in the pool. Um, and then I decided to go to bed, of course. But I forgot to put on an alarm. Uh, so I just fell asleep. And somehow, somehow, I woke up on time to catch my train and get to work. So that's still like one of the proudest moments of my life because I have no idea how I did it. I slept maybe two hours. So very impressive in my opinion. Sure. Rodrigo, do you want to tell anything? Yeah, uh, I think I already went through some of the funny stories. I don't have yet that much of... Uh, like an option of things I can grab on. So 
Yeah, I'll work on making sure that my next international lights have some more stories to be told. I think that after listening to these stories, you are very motivated. Yeah, I have some inspiration and some plans to work on yeah, yeah, for yeah. the future. Now, now you need to continue on going to the STEAM events. Yeah, I already took notes on the potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How about tips and tricks to survive an international night? Maybe drink a lot of water before, I would say. At least for me, it always uh, works out. How about you? Yeah, I'd I say... Also... Yeah, go ahead, Luis. I would also say for sure, make sure that you get food. Um, of course, there is some food at the international night, but that might not always be enough. Uh, so make sure that you don't start taking all the drinks without eating first. Um, also, I guess... Be careful if you are an event organizer, you will have to taste all of the drinks. So be prepared for that. Just mentally prepared. Yeah. What would you say, Becky? Funny that you guys are doing this uh, thing that the organizers are have to taste everything. Um, uh, we didn't do this in my days. <laughs> This sounds very entertaining for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, now, like my advice would be don't focus on the drinking. Like the drinks will come to you, don't worry. Um, I think it's a really great opportunity to really um, bond with people, um, learn something about the other countries. Uh, I remember a really nice international night in Sigma.com and Tagumuresh, where we, um, where each group um, introduced traditional dances of their country to the others, and that was super fun because we really had something like to do together, and like to learn something new. Um, yeah, like the fun is really in between the drinks. Sure, I also think so. It's the, the knowledge you share, the, you know, the differences between the cultures, um, what do you talk to other people? That's actually the heart of the whole thing, I guess. At least for me, I think it's the most interesting part um, is to talk with you know, different people from different countries, share some different ideas. Yeah, that's actually the best part we take from international nights, the good conversations, you know, that's really, really, really nice. Yeah, it's more or less like an excuse to get to know other people, to to bond. Like usually after, it usually happens like in the end. It's like the ending of uh of the whole week or activity you've been doing. So it's like the climax of of the week usually, and so it's like have a final chat with the people you've been with, uh, get to know them better, get to know the people you haven't talked with that much during the week better and it it's like the conversations it is what you take throughout your life and it's those, those memories and those feelings you have when talking to the other person to those other people that like stay with you forever sure yes, and at the I end of the night when you're hugging everyone <laughs> it's the 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 part that makes me cry all the time <laughs> yeah always but louis you were going to say something Yes, um, I definitely have to agree. Um, I think that some of the best conversation and deepest conversation I had with his teamers uh, was during international nights. Um, 
because I feel like it's just a perfect place to really get to know people and talk so much with them. Uh, even share things that you wouldn't maybe normally share, but you just feel so comfortable with them and it feels like a safe place. And that's also like a very important part of International Night for sure. And what do you guys think should be added to the International Night? Is there any suggestion you would make? I would say that it's definitely an interesting idea to include some like more cultural aspects like dancing or some songs. Uh, it might not be possible during big international nights, for example, during CM, but for sure during exchanges or events with less local groups, it's definitely something that we could include. Um, I know during uh, online CM, uh, all the countries got to present uh, their countries with a PowerPoint presentation. And that was usually quite interesting also to get to know the country better. And some of them were extremely funny. So that was actually also a nice thing. Okay. Any of you guys would also like to add something? Mm, something that I uh, thought generally is, no. Um, at some point uh, during my board year, I started collecting um, typical songs from different countries because I feel like the Steam songbook is very heavy on um, German and Nordic cultures. I'm not sure if that's still the case, um, but really every country has some songs in the native languages that are easy to sing along. Um, maybe it would be nice to make like an Steam International Night playlist or something. Great. Yeah, don't really add that many ideas, but I totally agree with the playlist. I think that would be a nice thing to see. Maybe you would add some tunes to the playlist, right? Yeah, for sure. Representing <laughs> those Portuguese traditions. Yeah, for the Portuguese people that are listening to us, Rodrigo is really into tunes. So, yeah. So, Rodrigo. Um, are you starting now the Esteem International Night playlist creation task group? I oh. think I could be up to the task. That, that, that's right. a nice challenge. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure having you here, and I hope to see you very, very soon somewhere in Europe. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was really nice to get to discuss International Night and share all of our experiences and i also hope to see you very soon yeah same it was a pleasure to be here to be part of this really nice initiative and big eggs to all of you here and also at home keep aiming i and that was it for today's episode guys next week we'll have here with us hosting the next episode umut from lg and karabirken thank you so much for listening and see you somewhere in europe